Welcome in, everyone. This is Spitting Fire. Lots to get to today. Hope you've been having an amazing week. Uh, I'm Matt alongside Connor. We got our week 11 NFL picks, the NBA draft last night. If you didn't hear, Clay Thompson is out for the season with an Achilles injury. So a lot to get to today. Uh, but first, let's start with a kind of a rapid round. Connor's our resident NBA expert. So Connor, you hit us with our sponsor and hit us with what's been going on in the NBA. Yeah, brought to you by R&R Brewing. Again, beer for any occasion. We love r and drinking an R&R right now. We got our shirts, loving it. I'm actually getting a new shipment of beer sometime this week. So again, big shout out to them. Great sponsor. When am I getting my shipment, Connor? Uh, whenever. I'll come bring it over. <laughs> I'll come bring it over. Uh, so talking NBA draft last night, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I think that, you know, anytime you don't really know what's happening, uh, especially with a draft like this, where there wasn't a clear cut number one, like last year you went into it knowing Zion was going to be number one. And then there was kind of the, that next year, three or four guys, it really was a crap shoot this year. And so, you know, with that, there's always going to be some guys that rise and some guys that fall. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about who I think is going to end up doing really well in this draft. Um, in their spots, you know, whether they fell to the right place. Guys I think are going to do well is Denny Avdia, the guy from Israel to the uh, Wizards at nine. I had him going number four to the Bulls. He dropped yeah. all the way to number nine. I think he's going to be a really good player. I saw him sometimes up as high as number two to the Warriors. So I think he's going to be really good. I think he's, you know, a creative player, and I think he's a guy that can step in right away and play. I think Devin Vossel, or, uh, Vossel to the Spurs, pick 11. I think he's going to be a great 3 and D guy. I think he's kind of in the mold of uh, – you know, uh, Chris Middleton or Clay Thompson, where he can shoot really well and play really good defense. And if he can develop a little bit more, um, I think he's going to be an incredible, incredible player. RJ Hampton to the Bucks. I, he was a top five pick when ended up not going to college and then went and played in New Zealand. I think he's going to be great. And the last guy, second rounder to watch out for. Somehow they always find these guys. Nico Mannion, he went to University of Arizona and he got drafted by the Warriors. He's just going to be a stud. And so I don't know how the Warriors keep finding these guys or getting these lucky drops to them. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I think it's exciting. I think there's been some big trades. So I think it's going to be a fun season. The West is, again, a gauntlet that's going to be uh, very tough, especially the Pacific Division. Uh, the Kings are, are in for it this year, Matt. It's going to be a tough that's year my for Kings. them. Yeah, going to be a tough year for the Kings with the Lakers, Warriors, and then now the really good Phoenix Suns in that division. You sound that's good about the Warriors. So for yeah, people I mean, who are just hearing the Clay Thompson news, how do, how do you think about that? How do you conceptualize the Warriors season? Yeah, I mean, that's tough, right? I think it's going to be really tough. It's going to be very different. I think a healthy Steph Curry changes things. I think James Wiseman's really good, and that's going to help. They're also going to get, which it's not 100% sure. I think I, I've heard, I mean, this is everybody's been predicting this. Kelly Oubre is probably going to end up going to the Warriors. Um, we haven't heard it finalized, but it'll be finalized by Monday. Um, they need to use that big trade exception that they have. So they'll use that on Uber. So, I mean, you know, the team's not going to be as good as they always were and especially as good as they would have been if they had Clay Thompson. But I think you have a lot of good pieces there and some guys that fit really well together. And so Steph Curry is going to get that season that we thought we were going to get last year where he's going to shoot the ball a million times. And if he can be efficient with that, he's going to be really, really scary. And they're going to be pretty good this year. All right. And when we used to do the college radio show, we'd get your bold prediction for the year. Are we ready for that? Or are you still cooking it up? Yeah, I'm still cooking it up. I mean, because you I had think, crazy predictions. Like, I think like three years in a row, you 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 were one game off on the Warriors' record season. I think you said yeah. that you go. You say seventy four and eight, and they went seventy three yeah. and nine. Yeah, I said seventy four and eight before the and season then, started. And then, and uh, then with 
the Celtics, you said kind of out of nowhere, they were going to make the finals. And I think they made the Eastern conference finals. Yep. And then I picked the the Sixers who had been the worst team in the league two years before that I picked that they were going to make the playoffs in that particular year. And they did. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been pretty good on that. I got to pay a little bit more attention. I think football has been taking a lot of my time right now and NBA season just ended. So I feel like there's not been as much off season for me to die. And in. that's something interesting to talk about. Cause you grew up playing basketball mm-hmm. and you're saying that football is taken away from you. So just imagine for someone like me who I love the NBA, I grew up watching the NBA a lot more than I do now, but we we're saying football is taking over. And I think there's so many yeah. factors to that. And one of them is the games mean so, so much every week in football. Totally. Yeah. And I think the other thing for me is that, I mean, the, the NBA season ended like five minutes ago, so I need a little bit of time to decompress. There's not, you know, the other things that we always had, we had summer league, we had all of these off seasons, free agency was a big deal. I feel like it's a lot more compressed this year. So, you know, there's a lot happening all at one time that I'm not able to keep as much track of, but I'll, I'll get on that. I'm not, you know, not too worried about that. I'll get there within the next, you know, definitely by the season start, I'll be locked in. Yeah, I just think it's interesting to think about what reasons there are that people are picking the NFL over the NBA. I think it's one of them's got to be, too, that even these lowly teams like Jacksonville almost took out the Packers last last week. You feel like in a in a series in the playoffs in the NBA, that just doesn't happen anymore. When's the last time there was a big upset? I remember when we were kids, Golden State knocked off the Mavericks with Dirk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that an eight one, cool. but doesn't yeah, feel like that can it- happen anymore. Yeah, I think in like 2011, the Grizzlies beat the Spurs in the first round. So that was a big one. You know, I I think it can definitely happen, but it is a lot more rare, right? I think, I mean, we look at this last year or this last one, the Nuggets making it to the conference finals. I know it wasn't an eight one, you know, mismatch, but they ended up beating the Clippers. They should have even lost to the Nuggets. So, you know, it definitely can happen, but you're right. It's not, it's not as, um, uh, variable. And I think that's the thing the NBA has that the best team generally wins. Whereas in the NFL, a team can get hot and any team can win on any given week. Yeah. The other thing that it feels like is it's harder to track these guys who are coming into the NBA. Like you said, it's an off year. It is weird. Like, especially with no March madness last year, mm-hmm. but I just know so many fewer names going into the draft and basketball, even though the draft is so much smaller. And I think that's not just me. I think that's most guys our age, a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of people know NFL players who are coming in from college into that draft more, and there's more players to pick from. Totally. Yeah. And I think the other thing, especially with this draft was there wasn't any Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky guys, but you know, that were picked in the top five. Yeah. No one easily recognizable. Exactly. I mean, you look at the top three picks, it was, uh, uh, the kid from Georgia who was playing on a bad Georgia team, Anthony Edwards, you have James Wiseman who played three games in college for Memphis. And then you have LaMelo ball who played in New Zealand. So it's not, you know, again, none of these guys playing at the true blue bloods that we would expect. And so I think it's, you know, harder. Cause there's like, you're saying not as many of those household names. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that's a segue into our NFL picks. So we're ready to get after it. Let's do it. All right. So our first one is Cardinal Seahawks tonight. I'm excited for this one. The line is Seattle three there at home. Uh, I like Seattle here. I think that uh, there's got to be a bounce back somewhere. I think the Cardinals won the Hail Mary. Uh, I still think Russ is an MVP candidate, but I don't know. Now I kind of want to go over to Kyler. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Russ is slowly losing his MVP candidates. I think you have Kyler, who's playing incredible. I mean, if you've seen, he has better stats than Lamar Jackson had through this point last season, so you got to keep him in there. Patrick Mahomes is on pace to break the interception record or for, like, interception percentage, so he's killing it this year. Rodgers is killing it this year, so, like, you have all these guys. Ben's killing it this year as of last week. Don't practice. Ben should never practice. Ben plays for an eight and O team or a nine and O team. So that helps him. But (laughs) do you know he's never gotten an MVP vote? Ben, not even one. Yeah. I mean, Russell hasn't either, but yeah, not even one Russell's uh -uh. never received one vote. Uh -uh. Wow. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, it it is crazy. And that just shows you the era of quarterbacks we're in right now too, that these guys are not getting any MVP votes. The big Ben's been consistently a top five quarterback in the league for the past 10 years and he's not gotten any MVP votes. I think that's pretty insane. So my pick, I think I like the Seahawks as well. I think the Cardinals are due for a letdown and the Seahawks are due for a bounce back. The thing I like the most in this game that I am hammering is Kyler Murray over 280 and a half yards. Seahawks are averaging 387 yards allowed passing um, in every game this season. And Kyler's over under is at 280. I think that he demolishes that so that's kind of my pick for this game yeah my pick is for deandre hopkins to have a bigger game he's had a lot of smaller games the last few weeks if you've been following fantasy outside of uh, the hail mary pass so i look for them to get him more involved they're relying on the deep ball with christian kirk their team's balanced yeah so hard to defend um (laughs) the other thing i was just going to say on the quarterback thing is i think that the way the mvp voting goes whether it's in the nba or the nfl says way more about the media than the players that they all want to have these unanimous picks when right. you got these guys who are right there like russell wilson i i get that ben's a different animal he's got some pr issues there's there's some more things there but russell wilson never receiving one mvp vote that makes no sense none no i, I totally agree so yeah. yeah i mean he deserves that but again he's had a great year but you see some other guys and he might be the fourth best guy in the league this year and he's having an incredible season but some of these other guys are having incredible years too so yeah i don't know yeah all right eagles browns i think the eagles are a story just in the sense that it seems to be pandemonium in philadelphia whether it's the uh, whether it's the election whether it's uh doug doug peterson on going on the radio whether it's carson wentz getting it how he's been practicing questioned there's lots of drama lots of tmz uh in philadelphia the browns on the other hand are sneaky they win this game they're seven and three yeah, and I feel like that almost is this is the exact game the Eagles win. I think the Browns are thinking, hey, we're a good team. We're going to go into seven and three. You know, we're favored playing at home, all of these things. The Eagles are horrible. And that, it feels like a game that, like, anytime I feel like this is such an easy pick that the Browns are going to win it, I feel like that's when the Eagles are going to win. So I don't know. I guess I'd probably go with the Eagles in this situation, but I think it's going to be a close game. And I I have a feeling it's going to be an ugly game, especially considering the weather in Cleveland the past few weeks has been horrible. Yeah, that's a good thing to bring up. I think that uh, just last week was the first week where in terms of fantasy, I was really, really checking. And for you, probably for lines and betting over-unders up to the the last minute on the weather, right? Totally. Did you have any of your your lines affected or make some last-minute decisions? Because I know for me in fantasy, I pulled some players in that Browns-Texans game. Yeah, I think a lot of times with those lines, especially if you're waiting till the last minute, you're going to have that weather baked into it when it's that gross. Okay. Um, so just kind of trying to see where that's at. I don't think I ended up betting the Browns game last week, but yeah, I mean, that's that's disgusting if the weather is going to be gross like that again. I see 49 and raining, so if there's some wind on that too, it's going to be gross again. Yeah. 
Falcons Saints, we got, uh, well, first off, Browns Eagles. I'm taking the Browns. I think they cover. It's three, three at home. You got oh, the Eagles? I'll take the Eagles. All right. And then we got Falcons Saints. I'm excited. We got the Saints. They're in first place in the NFC. Actually, I think it's Green Bay, huh? They have the tiebreaker. Yeah, Green Bay is. Yeah, it's just Green everyone's Bay. talking about the Saints like they're the first place team. I'll talk about them like they're the first place team, too. Uh, yeah, Green Bay, then the Saints. Saints are at home against the Falcons. Jameis Winston's going to be a starting quarterback. You got Drew Brees out a couple weeks. What do you think about this one? This is the game where Jameis Winston gets himself a big contract for next year. I think he's playing the worst, like, I mean, literally the worst defense in the league, maybe other than the Seahawks. And he's going to go out and throw for like 500 yards. So, I mean, okay. you have to think the Saints are going to win here. But again, I, you know, I'll, I'll take this Falcons in this situation. I think they need to win a game. And I'm, I'm hoping that the Saints end up losing this game outright. So I'll, I'll definitely take the Falcons to cover that. Four. So where does Jameis go next year? For some reason, oh, Detroit man. popped into my head. Yeah, Detroit. Uh, I don't know. I need to think about that a little more. Uh, the Bears. I don't know. They the always seem to take quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah the, Bears the Bears go get Matt maybe. Stafford. Nah, that's in the division. I don't know. So this yeah. line is four for New Orleans. So you, you like New Orleans here? I'll take the Falcons. Oh, you'll take the Falcons, but just he's going to throw for 500. Yeah, but he also might throw for like four picks. So okay. I think yeah, over I under 51 and a half over. There's going to be a million points scored. All right. We got Bengals at Washington, another 10 a.m. 10 a.m. start at Washington. Uh, Steelers just beat up on the Bengals last week. Also in some bad weather, not as bad as Cleveland, though. You got Washington coming off some losses. They thought they were going to be in the division. Now it's sort of looking like a race between the Giants and the Eagles after the Giants upset the Eagles last week. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, the, the crazy thing about that is Washington's still a game out of first place. So, <laughs> it is or like so one behind them in the win column. So, I mean, they are still in it. But, yeah, I agree. I think it is between, you know, Giants and Eagles. I think that, I, I mean, I like Joe Burrow, so I'd love to say the Bengals here. But Joe Burrow's been getting killed all season. He's been getting sacked like a million times. And Washington has that really good defensive line. So, I think Washington. Um, but... Yeah, I guess I'm going to go – I'll go Washington in this situation to cover one and a half. I think they'll just win the game. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals. I think they've got a, they've got a lot there. It's just – I don't know if – I don't know the weather. If it's a dirtier game, I like Washington because I didn't like what I saw from the Bengals in some not ideal weather in Pittsburgh last week. They just – they couldn't do anything. But outside yep. of some connections to T. Higgins, they got nothing done. Yep, agreed. Totally agree. About the Panthers, Lions, man, we're hitting all the bad games first. <laughs> After this, I mean, this game, isn't a great like slate, but yeah, six, I agree. Six games that are a lot more interesting. So yep. we're just powering through these Lions, Panthers, Panthers at home, three and seven. I want to be a Panthers fan. I love Teddy, but it just felt like last week when they were playing uh, the Buccaneers, they were completely overpowered. They couldn't connect on things. It's uh, what's the line here on the Panthers Lions game? Yeah, I'm not seeing a line on it, but I like the Panthers just to win this Are game. Are they doing that with Matthew Stafford again? Yeah, I think so because <laughs> of COVID. Yeah, so I like the Panthers, even if Stafford plays. I think that they're a team that is competitive, and I think against bad teams, which I think the Lions are a bad team, I think that they're good. They're really good against bad teams, but then when they play against a team like the Bucks, they just get overpowered, like you're saying, and so I don't think they can keep up with the good teams, but I definitely think they can with the bad teams, and I think Teddy Bridgewater um, you know, gets them to a win here. Okay. I'm going to go lions. I don't know why I just, I have a soft spot for the lions. I want to see them always in the hunt. I want to see them at five and five for the Thanksgiving game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Now we can get to some games that are a little bit more interesting. we got the nine and O Steelers, my Steelers at the Jaguars one and eight. Are they switching quarterbacks? Who's playing for this game? 
Who's starting? I think Luton still is. They're going to keep Luton in? Yeah, I mean, I think... Then I definitely like Pittsburgh, 10 and a half line. I can't see Luton doing much, much against the Steelers defense. I agree, but I think here's what I've realized with the Steelers is that they, this is, this in my head is exactly what happened with the Cowboys game that they come in here and they're supposed to be just kill this team. Jaguars aren't very good, but the Steelers have a bad problem of playing to the level of their competition. So I think the Steelers definitely are still going to win this, but I think it's problem. Yeah. I think it's always been that issue. Right. And I mean, you know, better than anybody it's these games, these are the games that you're like sweating out at the end when you have no reason to be. So I think it's going to be close the whole game. And I think Steelers probably end up winning by seven, maybe even 10 and I'm seeing it at 10 and a half. So I think I'll take the Jaguars to cover that 10 and a half. Yeah. I like the Steelers here to blow out and finally put two games together where they're able to blow some people out. They blew out the Bengals last week. I, I say 14, 21, I'll take the Steelers. The one thing, here we go, Titans, Ravens. This is what I wanted to bring up with, with the Browns is we've got a real race in the AFC. Everyone's been talking about this year about who's going to make that seventh wild card spot. Like, oh, like, you know, New England can sneak back into that. If you look at it in the AFC, you got the Colts, you got the Titans, you got the Ravens, you got the Browns, you got Offense. the Dolphins. Yep. That's weight. That's like all teams that could maybe be deserving of a wild card spot, but you've really only got three of them and you've got five or six teams vying for it. So again, we've said this the last few weeks, whether it was the Colts Titans last week, now it's Titans Ravens this week, the loser of this Titans Ravens game, it's going to be an uphill climb to get a wild card spot from six and four because of what other teams like the dolphins are doing. Yeah, you end up finding yourself in a really tough spot because you now look, I mean, skipping ahead, we're not, we'll keep talking about this game, but Dolphins are playing the Broncos. Let's say the Dolphins win that game. And then let's say earlier that the Browns end up winning their game right against the Eagles. So now all of a sudden you have two teams that are at seven and three in the wild card. And then whoever wins this Ravens Titans game would be that other wild card team. Now, the only thing is if the tight, if the Ravens win, the Titans still have their shot at winning their division. Right. So it's not over, over, but still you also have the Colts at six and three. So it's, you know, it's going to be close all the way down the stretch here that I think these are must win games, especially for the, this, in this Titans Ravens game. Absolutely. So we've got the line at five and a half for Baltimore. I don't know, man. I I said last week that the Ravens were going to break out and get back to where they needed to be. And they didn't do that. Also, it was like a hailstorm or, you know, a fog storm. I don't even know what to call that weather. You couldn't see, but uh, now who knows what the weather is going to be in Baltimore this weekend. I see 59 and cloudy, 59 and cloudy. Yeah. So that's, that's fine. That's fine for me. Then I can take my bounce back game for the Ravens. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, that game last week against the Patriots, I called it. I don't know how, but that's that was the game that felt like the Patriots were going to be done for the season if they lost that. And somehow, you know, Belichick comes in and, and squeaks out a win there. Um, the Titans, but the Titans, remember, just crushed the Ravens last year in the um, playoffs. Right. So- I don't know. I could see it going both ways that maybe the Titans just have the Ravens number. Yeah. I watched that game though last year. And one thing I remember is they were getting pressure on Lamar that I'm not sure they're going to get that pressure this year. No, I don't think they will either, but I also, you look at it and if the Ravens can't run the ball effectively, they, it doesn't matter if you can get pressure on Lamar because he can't do much. So I think it's going to come down to who can, who can run the ball more effectively in this game and whoever does that wins it. So I, Five and a half seems like a lot of points to me. 
for the Ravens to be favored in this situation, I think I'd take the Titans to cover. I like a lot of underdogs apparently this week. Right. Yeah. To me, I also like the Titans in this one just because of the way the Ravens have played the last two weeks, we haven't seen them break out of a slump. And I don't, I don't see necessarily that that's going to be this week. I mean, we talked about two weeks ago with the Colts, they had seven points through the third quarter with five minutes to play in the third in that Colts game. Yep. And yeah, that's a better defense than the Titans, but that you can expect the Titans to put up some points, (laughs) right? The Titans and the Titans are going to, the Titans have a better offense and especially if they can run the ball really effectively, they're just going to milk the clock a lot, right? I think mm-hmm. that's the way the Titans can win these games. So if they can run it well, I think that you and minimize the amount of time the Ravens have the ball. I think you have a really, really, really good shot to win, if not that cover. Yeah, I was listening to NFL Network's Greg Cosell or NFL Films Greg Cosell, and he had a really interesting point from the Patriots Ravens game that they were running with the fullback in the backfield and it was changing the Ravens like to use that uh, nickel package or dime package. And a lot of their blitzes and different schemes for being more aggressive on defense are out of that instead of their base defensive package. So he said, you can expect the Titans to try to do the same thing to control the clock here. So that's something I'll be looking out for. Love that guy. Yep. No, I agree. I don't, but I, I, when I have listened to him, he's great. He's a frother. He's just so (laughs) football. They call it, they called the NFL meat sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. There's there's everything right with that. Nothing wrong. I love that. Okay. One of my uh one of my teams, I, you know I'm into liking bad teams. I it's like a weird thing. I guess I try to just be a nice guy cuz I'm a Steelers fan. So, I try to like these bad teams. Texans, one of my teams right now that I'm following, uh playing the Patriots. They're at home. Patriots are getting two here. I like the Texans. I think people are overbuying on the Patriots right now off the big win. Deshaun Watson, this is my thing. Deshaun Watson is an amazing franchise quarterback who can win a Super Bowl. You have to have that bounce back at some point. Like they talk about a lot in Vegas that if you lose a lot of close games, uh, it'll revert to the mean at some point. Right. And for me, this Texans team is going to revert to the mean a little bit. And I see them much more as a seven and nine or six and 10 team than a four and 12 or five and 11 team. I see them reverting to the mean here and getting some more wins on this back half of the season. It just doesn't make sense the way things have broken. It's been dysfunctional, but they're not the Jets. Right. And and the other thing to think about is they don't have their first round pick. So they're not incentivized to not play well. Right. As management, they're not going to all of a sudden say that, you know, Deshaun Watson has a rolled ankle and he can't play this week. They're going to be trying to win games. So I agree. I think that they're just not a good team. And I think they seem like they're so good. They have all this talent, but I just don't think they're very good. And I think the Patriots, unfortunately, because I hate the Patriots, I see this as another game that they're going to win. And then everyone's going to be so hyped on them. They're going to be so good. And then I think they're the Patriots have a gauntlet of a schedule coming up because they still have the Cardinals. They still have the Rams. I think they have the bills again and mm-hmm. the dolphins. So they have some teams that they have to play, um, which is crazy to say that the Cardinals bills and dolphins are tough teams to play, but they are, uh, but yeah, I think I think the Patriots are going to win. People are going to get excited about them, and then people will realize that they're still not that good, and they won't they'll fade down the stretch. But I think I think Patriots win this game, and I think they cover the two points. And we talked about all those teams that are vying for playoff spots who are six and three right now. There's six and three teams that wouldn't make the wild card right now. So I think all this talk of the Patriots sneaking into the wild card is a lot of hey, I need to get Bill Belichick into my show because everyone knows that name and it helps my ratings. 
Totally. And it's I like think putting LeBron James, it's like an NFL version of, Oh, I have to talk about LeBron James and Michael on my, on my sports yep. talk show today. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, but I think it's are way overhyped right now. Totally. And, the, and a lot is going to have to break right for them. They're two games back of the wild card, but there's like six teams in the wild card right now. So they're really like, they got a lot of ground to make up again. It's the Patriots. So somehow they're probably going to figure out a way to do that. But um, you know, I'm really hoping that they don't. Yeah. They'll still be relevant. Yeah. Yep. I'm betting on Deshaun. All right. Dolphins at the Broncos. This is an interesting spot. You're at the Broncos, colder weather, but we haven't seen, um, Tua in a cold weather game yet. He got, he got the, uh, he got the game in Miami and then he got the dome in Arizona. So this will be interesting. What's the weather looking like in Denver? 52. Yeah. Oh, so not bad. oh, they're bailing Tua out. I want to see like 32. I want to see some snow. They got snow in like Denver in September and we haven't seen it since. Yeah. It, they always have a game like that. I went to the Rams Broncos game like two years ago and it was the first weekend of October and it was 12 degrees for that game <laughs> and dumping snow. It was awesome. But again, it was like it, the first week of October. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, here's the thing. Cause you're right. I don't know what Tua's is going to look like in cold weather. I don't know how much he's ever even played in cold weather in his entire life. He played mm-hmm. in the sec from Hawaii. You know, I have no idea. I don't think he's played in a lot of cold weather, but what does travel is defense and that defense is going to be scary in uh, Denver and that offense. I don't think the drew lock is good. I don't yep. think that their run game is a lot to you know worry about. I think Jerry Judy is legit, yep. but I think they need to figure out their quarterback situation. And then a team like the dolphins with a very, very well coached team in the dolphins are going to come in and just obliterate the offense of the Broncos. That, so yep. I, you know, I think they win this game pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. Three and a half. I would take the under 45. I think I like Denver that. could put up three points. Drew Locke's I like that. Bad. I like that as well. Yep. yep. I like that. We got the Jets at the Chargers. Those 0-9 Jets. Are the Jets going to get a win? No, but the, if there's a team they can do it to, it's the Chargers. The Chargers can't find a way to win, and they're going to come out here and, like, tie or something. I don't think that they – I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I think the Chargers win, but – Sam Darnold uh, comes home to L.A. and ties. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I could see it. Justin is he Herbert's playing hair or is horrible. Joe Flacco playing? Uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure, but did you see uh, Justin Herbert's hair? No, it's like getting long. It's like a circle. no. He cut it. Oh, he cut it. Yeah, he has this like buzz cut, and it looks disgusting. So oh, yikes. Yeah, I don't know uh, what, but Even Sam so, or West Coast guys, they should just do the flow thing. Yeah, where's Herbert from? Do you know? I don't. I mean, I know he's from Oregon, Oregon but... but okay, he's from. Or he's from Morgan. He's from Eugene, actually. So interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think the Chargers win. I think nine and a half points is a ton, especially considering this Chargers team doesn't know how to play anything but one score games. So I'd take the Jets to at least cover, which I'm disgusted by saying <laughs> that, but I'm going to take the Jets to cover. I agree with that. I think the Chargers, yeah. I mean, I tried to I tried to get hype on them last week. I said they're going to break their streak, revert to the mean and take out the Dolphins. And then I said the Bills were going to go on the road and beat the Cardinals. So I tried to take those both those cross-country games, road teams, and both went both went bad on me, especially that Bills-Cardinals game. But That's yeah. a tough break. I mean, the Bills won that game and then just blew it on the last play, right? right. So, I mean, I, I think that's definitely not a bad call, but that was... My uh, favorite thing about the Bills is they're kind of old school in the sense that they don't have any special schemes or mm-mm. or anything too special like outside of Josh Allen be, being able to run. They seem like a very sustainable team. Like you can see mm-hmm. everything they're doing now working in bad weather and you can see it working, 
down the, down the stretch. I don't know. It just seems like something that's very sustainable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they have a legit defense. They have a solid offense. Josh Allen is, you know, good. I think the thing that would worry me if I'm a Bills fan is that Josh Allen can get reckless and turn the ball over. And so he has to play well when they get to the playoffs. He has to play well every game. If he does, I think that's a team that can do really well, make it to the Super Bowl or do whatever. I mean, again, I I think the Chiefs are going to be really hard to beat for any team, but I think the Bills, you know, are a very, very good team if Josh Allen can cons- be consistent. Yeah. It reminds me of the Steelers. Some of the other years, like there's nothing that super stands out, but they're solid all around. So yep. we got yep. the Packers at the Colts. This is an exciting game. <sighs> the line here's my thoughts on this, which this is my dumb gambler's brain. The yeah. line is Colts by one and a half, which makes no sense because I think the Packers should win by a hundred, which means that I think I should take the Colts. <laughs> I think that they, I think the line makes no sense to me. And so usually when that happens, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean they know something I don't, but usually Vegas is right. So I think I'm going to take the Colts here, but I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird, weird line. I think they're just really impressed with the Colts win last week. Yeah. I mean, they have a good defense. I don't think their offense is good, but uh, they just throw underneath to Neheim Hines now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, make, I and, work. Yeah. I'm always wary of a team. They're sort of, so Michael Pittman jr. Is breaking out, right. The USC mm-hmm. receiver. He's a B athletic receiver, sort of like Juju. Yeah. But when he's coming across as an a, I'm like, okay, they haven't figured out the Colts yet or what they're doing, but he's going to come back down to earth. Yeah. yeah. TY's always hurt his hamstring. I've been thinking about this more and more. They should have someone who like just make sure these receivers like hamstrings are warmed up in perpetuity on the sideline. Just, just break, bring the massage guns on the sideline. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I mean, they have them all over there. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know why I'm in the NBA a ton now on the sideline. Right. Guys are just, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I agree, but uh, I think that, yeah, I think the Colts win. I think the Packers win by a hundred, but that's why this line makes no sense to me. So I guess I'm, I'm going with the Packers. I don't care. Packers. You said the Packers by a hundred last week on the Jags, which was a safer 100. Now you're saying well, and I think on the that Colts. they're pissed that they didn't win by a hundred last game. So okay. I think they win by a hundred this game. Yeah. I guess Aaron Rodgers is good after he's pissed. He was pretty good uh, after he was embarrassed by the bucks, which was, right. <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest games of the year. Yep. But I, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Packers at least to cover one and a half. Okay. Cowboys, Vikings, Vikings have won three in a row. Uh, Andy Dalton's coming back from COVID. This is an interesting game in the sense that the Cowboys at two and seven, just like Washington, if they win this game, they can still win the be in the NFC East hunt. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the Giants beat the Eagles last week. Well, and the thing is they could lose this game and still be in the hunt. They're one game. (laughs) Everyone else is going to lose. It's the craziest. There is a legit path, like not a crazy scenario where the Eagles win the division at four 11 and one, like there's a legit chance that that could happen this year. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that the Cowboys are still, like, just so, so, so bad. So I'm going to take the Vikings to win and to cover. I think that that's – yeah, I think that's good. I like it too. Seven's not a crazy line. I think the Vikings, they didn't have a a great running game last week at Chicago. I think Dalvin could go off again this week like he did the two weeks prior to the game against Chicago on Monday. Shorter week for them, but they're playing the Cowboys, so. 
yeah, I'm not worried about that. I think that the Vikings are actually a decent team. I think they've lost, they lost too much early on to make the playoffs, but I think that they're a pretty solid team. Okay. Maybe our game of the week, we got chiefs Raiders. I know you're going to say it's Rams bucks, but I'm going to say it's chiefs Raiders. Uh, Cause you got John Gruden and the Raiders at home at the death star, their new stadium playing the chiefs. The chiefs said they were angry that Gruden did his little, did you see, did you see the Gruden and the Raiders did their little circle? They had the buses driving a cell a circle around the stadium. Yeah. I've never heard of that as a celebration. Yeah, that was so stupid. And here's the deal. You can't say the game of the week is when the road team is favored by eight points. You can't say that that's the game of the week. So I think that the Chiefs are going to win. The Chiefs are going to win by a thousand. Their one loss this year was to the Raiders. Mahomes is in prime time. This is the game where Mahomes comes out and throws like six touchdown passes in the first half. And you're like, oh yeah, the Chiefs are the best team in the league and nobody can question that. That's This is what I see coming out right now. And if they're ever going to do it, in prime time it's also in a dome so you have no weather constraints and it's an uh against the team they have their only loss against this year this year see i was gonna do the opposite i was gonna segue from this to how the raiders were gonna at least cover and the steelers are the best team in the league not the chiefs <laughs> i mean that, that's fine if you think power rankings. That, yeah see i think chiefs are by far the best team in the league they don't have any weaknesses there's nothing you can look at the chiefs and say they're not good now they don't have a great defense but they have a good enough defense to win a super bowl so they i mean they did it last year right and so i think that they're just as explosive they're just as good uh i i think the chiefs win by at least two touchdowns in this game at least I, again i think mahomes throws like five touchdown passes in the first half yeah, I mean, the Steelers may have to stay undefeated to just get that one spot. And Seriously. then I think it's more competitive in the AFC championship game because the yep. Chiefs could win out from here and go 15-1. and one. Yeah, do you know how that tiebreaker would work? I'd be curious to see how if that would work. If they were both 15-1? and one? Yeah, I wonder how that would go. I do not know how that would go, but I know that obviously if the Steelers go undefeated, they get the right. they get the one seed. I'm just thinking in terms of I, I can't see the Steelers going to the Chiefs I mean, I can see it happening. It's just unlikely. Right. So, right. I agree. And yeah. I mean, I'm biased. I'm going to go Raiders. Raiders to cover at least. I'd like to see them win because that that's huge for my Steelers on that buy. Yep. I mean, same things about to come up for you. You got Rams, Bucks. I mean, who do you want to see to win the Cardinals, uh, Seahawks game in terms of the NFC West tonight? What's better for the Rams? Yeah, it's so funny you say that. I read an article today that said, as a Rams fan, who should you be rooting for? <laughs> and it, it it's what I think. So I think it's the Seahawks. Because the Seahawks, I want them to win because the Rams already have a game in hand on the Seahawks. They already have yep. that. They've won that one game. Now, the only reason that I I think I'm, I like the, the Cardinals, I mean, the real answer is I want a tie, right? I think that's the best case scenario is a tie. But uh, in the realistic answer, the Cardinals have a tougher rest of the season schedule than the Seahawks. So, you know, I would look at it and go, okay, maybe we want the Seahawks to lose because they have a they have a cakewalk the rest of the season. They still have the Jets. They still have at least they still have the Jets, two NFC East teams, the Niners, and then the Rams. So the Seahawks have a walk in the park the rest of the season, whereas the Cardinals still have some other good teams. I'm okay with either situation. Uh, you know, I, I want a good game if I'm a you know football fan. Bucks so you guys, Rams. Oh yeah, go ahead. Bucks Rams going across the country. Yeah, first of all, McVeigh's done well going across the country. Uh, second, the Bucks are the one of, I think, actually the only team left in the NFC that McVeigh has not beaten. So there's a little stat for you. 
but I think the Rams, the Rams are going to be good here. I think they have an incredible defense. They have their defense, like is so fun to watch right now, which is crazy to think because McVay is this offensive genius, but it's their defense that is carrying them right now. They have right now, especially on how hot they've been lately. They have the best secondary in all of football. I think, yeah, they, do you think they learned something from the way that the Cardinals covered DK Metcalf. Well, no, they're the I think second Jay- team now to really limit DK Metcalf, or do you really think it was just their own scheme and plan on Jalen Ramsey on him? I think Jalen Ramsey is just the best cornerback in the league. I think, cause I don't know if you saw the stat too. Jalen covered him for 30 of 42 offensive snaps. And in those 30 snaps, J- uh, DK was targeted twice and had zero catches. DK had two catches and they were in zone coverage. So I, I think Jalen Ramsey is that good. And so I think in the way that the Rams can match up, they have four guys who can match up with the four guys on the Bucks, right? You can put Jalen Ramsey on a guy. You can put Darius Williams on Chris Godwin. You can put Troy Hill on AB. And you can put John Johnson on uh, Gronk. I think they match up well. And then Aaron Donald's going to be so disruptive this game again. I mean, you look at now what he's doing. It's crazy because so, he, you know, he's probably not going to win defensive player of the year if I had to guess. But Who do you think will? Miles Garrett. Yeah. But I think you look at what Aaron Donald does. He, he deserves to win it because last week the defense had like seven sacks on, on uh, Russell Wilson. And on those, you look at all the plays, Aaron Donald's literally triple teamed on most of those plays. Yeah. And so you have other guys getting one-on-ones. And if you're a decent enough pass rusher, you're going to win a one-on-one a lot of the time. And so Aaron Donald's getting triple teamed and that's why he's not, you know, producing numbers the past couple of games, but that's how good he is. So they're going to have to come in here and really triple team this guy. And if they can do that, then maybe they can neutralize him, but you can't neutralize the whole team. So I, I think their defense is going to be incredible. And as you will keep saying, which is giving me hope, if you can contain Tom Brady in that offense, I think it's a very beatable team. And yep, I think that the Rams 100%. are going to be able to do that. And I think their offense finds ways to be productive. I don't think they're as explosive as they've been in the past, but I think they could be productive. Yeah, I agree. If I agree, there's nothing I got to say. Let's do our top two teams in each division and then one team to look out for um, on each side. For me, the top two teams in the AFC, that's the easiest side. So let's start with that. We got, I'm going to put the Steelers at one, the Chiefs at two. What do you got? Yeah, I'll put the Chiefs at one. I'll put the Steelers at two. I think the Steelers are just so flawed. I don't know. I don't think there's a better team. So flawed? Yeah, I don't. I still don't think the Steelers offense is good. What's so flawed? I don't think the offense is good. Okay. That's just just playing the Bengals last week is what made Denver super. Yeah, I just think I think that it's not. Again, I just am not impressed at all by their offense. And you need the thing is in the playoffs, you're going to have to be able to outscore Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that the Steelers are going to be able to do that. Now, I I can absolutely be proven wrong. And I think the Steelers have an incredible defense, which is going to help. But I think that Mahomes is, you know, that's that's what I'm comparing it to. And I guess. I would like in that situation, I'd put the chiefs ones, uh, but the big concern for the Steelers going into the year was weapons on offense, right? Cause you know, Mm -hmm. James Connor's not super explosive and you know, that Juju's not super explosive. Deontay Johnson was unproven. It was his first year last year. He went to Toledo and you have chase Claypool coming in as a rookie. Turns out Deontay Johnson's very explosive. Turns Mm -hmm. out chase Claypool is able to produce out of in a big way in his first year. So for me, the concerns on offense have largely been lifted because now you have Juju back in the slot where he was before mm-hmm. when it was Martavis Bryant AB. Now you have him back in the slot and you have two really athletic guys. You got one big guy and one smaller guy on the outside. You have a very balanced receiving core. 
that is explosive and can compete, I think, at the top end all the way to the Super Bowl. The question for me then becomes James Conner on the offense. You don't really have to worry about much on defense. So to me, I don't see something that's that much different than the Chiefs. Because it's not like the Chiefs have the best like running game either. They have something decent, but it's not like Clyde Edwards-Alaire is doing anything spectacular or mm-hmm. Bell. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I think you're you totally agree. I don't disagree with any of that. I think the worries with the Steelers are, again, the running game, right? I think that is worrisome. I think the Deontay Johnson, his health, because he's been out. Hasn't he missed like three or four games this year? Yeah, he's missed like three games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so agree. I think that's, you know, you look at that. And again, health is a worry for every team. But the Chiefs with their top guys, you're not worried about Tyree Kill being like healthy six. or Kelsey. Yeah, so when right. Sammy Watkins is out for a few weeks, you have right. Robinson and you have, who's the other guy? Hardman. Hardman. Yeah. So you have so, both to fill in. Right. And so, you know, I don't worry too much about the health of the Chiefs. Um, I worry about the health with the Steelers. I worry that Claypool has great games and then has disappearing games. And so in the Steel, that's what I, again, I would just be worried thinking right. that, that is he going to disappear in this, in the playoffs? And then what it ultimately comes down to, and this is again, why I will put the chiefs over the Steelers is if you have to lead a game winning drive in the fourth quarter, I'd take Mahomes over Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career. Not five years ago, not at a different time. Right now, Ben Roethlisberger, I'd take Patrick Mahomes. Sure, but I don't think that's something that needs to be the deal breaker. Like I think that's what it comes like down both to. Both guys are pretty solid in that respect. Like both guys no, are pretty solid in fourth quarter game winning drives. Like yeah, Ben's old. Don't get me wrong. I'd take Mahomes too. But like to me, that's not a deal breaker. I don't think. I think it's the tiebreaker. I think that it's it's close enough, and that if it comes down to it, that is what pushes the the Chiefs over the top for me over yeah. the Steelers. Yeah. So let's do uh, one team to really look out for in the AFC that that isn't getting enough coverage. I, the thing is, they're getting all the coverage. I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are very good. I think the Dolphins' defense is legit. I think Brian Flores is incredible, and I mean we're seeing more and more each week out of Tua. So if Tua can actually end up being good which is what you keep hearing, what we hope, what we think. If two is good, I think that team can be very, very good because they have incredible special teams too. So they have a great defense. They have great special teams. And if the offense can be a top, if they can be a top 50% playoff team offense, right? So if they can be one of the top half of the playoff teams, I think they can be a very, very, very good team. Yeah, I'll actually agree with you. So I- The two other teams, I'm not going to talk about the Dolphins, are the Browns and the Chargers. Chargers could be what the Dolphins are. They just don't have that on defense or necessarily special teams. Badgley keeps missing kicks. So I'm going to say the Browns, outside of quarterback, I think they've got really good lines. They move the ball, Chubb's back. They can dictate play, control the pace of play. Yep. They don't have any big wins, but if they can get some big wins against legit teams, I, you know, they've gotten beat up by the Ravens and Steelers. If they can get big wins on this back half of the season, I think they're going to be a wild card team that people are more intimidated by. I agree. And I think that though, that argument is the similar thing, or my issue with the Browns is similar with that I have with the Ravens and that you got to beat good teams for me to think you're good. And so I don't know, like the, the Ravens need to come back for, from a big game or they need to win a playoff game or they need to win, you know, they need to do all these things. Yeah, they do need to win a playoff game. <laughs> they keep having these <laughs> great regular season. Right. They keep having these great regular season teams, but then come big games, they end up not showing up. So that's what I worry about with the Ravens. And then, like you said, the Browns, they've beaten up on bad teams, but they've gotten 
killed by good teams any good team they've gotten crushed by and so if they can come out and beat the ravens or have they played i think they played the ravens twice but if they can like beat the steelers or they can win a big game i i think the browns can be really good but they got to show me something you know in a big game and not just beat up on bad teams yeah and they're they're really controlling baker in terms of the coaching staff you have to see him do a little something totally yeah they have to give him a little leash so nfc yeah, it's crazy that the NFC, the playoffs are pretty much set. They said that there's like a 90% chance that the playoffs are already set right now in that that you have the three teams in the NFC West, the Saints and the Bucks, the Packers, and then whoever ends up winning the NFC East. So that's what's crazy to me. I think the best two teams, I mean, I don't even know. I'm also so biased. I can't even be unbiased. I think the Rams actually are probably the best team in the NFC. And I think because I think their defense is incredible and they've been so hot lately. I think if they can keep this up, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think their offense is going to be consistent. Their special team scares me. That's what's going to end up being their downfall. They don't have a good kicker. And I think that scares me a lot. Um, But I think, I mean, I think, I guess what, here's my answer will be, and this is a cop out. The best team in the NFC is whoever wins on Monday night. And I think the second best team is whoever loses on Monday night. I think the Bucks and the Rams are the two best teams. And so I think we're going to see who those teams are, uh, you know, th- this week. But I think, and I think team to look out for, I think the Vikings are a pretty solid team. I think You're they got taking some all my stuff, man. I was going to, I thought I was going to be <laughs> unique by saying the Vikings because they're four and five. And you, you yeah, stole I think it from the, Vikings. I mean, the Dolphins, I expected that. But no, I was going to say the same thing about the Vikings. Like they're legit. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that they lost early in the season because that's a team that I'd, especially because they're getting hot right now, again, at four and five, and then they're going to come out this week and lose, and I'm going to look like an idiot. But I think that, you know, that that's a team that is starting to get hot at the right time. And if they somehow can get into the playoffs, which is possible, uh, you know, I think that'll be very interesting. Yeah, the AFC, it seems easier to think about. The NFC, I'm having a hard time because a lot of these teams that I think are really good, I don't necessarily think would be good in all types of weather. That's so a lot fair. of the top teams in the AFC, I feel comfortable, like whether they're in bad weather or in a dome, I feel like they can compete against other teams in bad weather or a dome. A lot of these teams in the NFC, like that's why I like what you said about the Rams. I feel like they can play on the road in Green Bay or they can play Arizona in a dome. Yeah. And that's I don't the thing feel that-, that way about Green. I don't necessarily feel that way about every other top team in the NFC. I don't necessarily feel that way about the Saints, or I'm at least mm-hmm. not sure. I don't yeah. necessarily feel that way even about Green Bay. Like yeah. maybe that's why the Indy is favored by one and a half in the dome. Yeah, no, that, that's totally true. And I think that's, you know, to bring it back to the Rams, I think that's what I feel good about them finally this year. They're the number one ranked from an efficiency standpoint rushing team, which they they need to have that if they're going to play well in cold weather, right? right? You need to be able to run the ball. And so if they can run the ball well and they have a good defense, that travels to cold weather. And then otherwise you're going to be in warm weather. So I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's tough to see because all of the NFC teams have looked great at times and have looked horrible at times. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing. You know, I would have said three weeks ago that the Seahawks were far and away the best team in the NFC. And then I think they've lost three in a row. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know. Because like it's hard for me to discern who I think maybe is the best. It may be the Rams and the Bucks, but I'm thinking about who I think is the best who will get to the Super Bowl. And I'm going to say Saints Packers because I think the buy and I think the home field advantage says a lot more in the NFC than it does in the AFC outside of maybe the Rams. I don't feel good about the Bucks on the road. 
I didn't yeah. feel good about how the Bucks played in the Chicago game. No, I agree. I agree. Well, I think here, here, let me make me myself feel better. Packers don't have that defensive toughness. So the Rams are going to run all over them in the playoffs and the saints just have bad luck in the playoffs. So then I'm not worried about them either. So I <laughs> you'll think you'll get I a defensive good. pass interference. You're yeah, exactly. not called when you go to the, go to the, uh, back to the saints again, after yeah, exactly. you beat the Packers. Yeah. So, I mean, but here's the deal. If the Rams can beat the bucks this week and then the bucks, Oh, no, they've played the Saints twice already. But if the Saints can lose a game, like and especially with Breeze out for like a week or a couple of weeks, I think that they're not a lock to have a top seed either. And so then it kind of just comes down to yeah, the Packers. Yeah, so, I mean, the, there's definitely a path for the Rams to even get the bye. I don't think by any means that's a lock, but I think there's a path there. And so, you know, I I... I feel good about the spot the Rams are in right now. And to be honest, I'm more just worried about how the division is going to shake out. The hope, mm-hmm. only hope is if the Rams don't end up winning the division, they can still be the number one wildcard team and then just run through whatever NFC East team they have. To play. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very possible. It's just like you said, that Seattle cakewalk. So if Arizona wins tonight, that makes it more of a race between you and Seattle for that top wildcard spot if Arizona pulls out the division. Because yeah, and the, and the help is that the Rams still have two against the Cardinals. So there's a lot to be played out there because the Rams can then go and sweep the Cardinals and then be handed. No, for sure. But if you don't sweep the Cardinals, I'm right. saying maybe that's the worst case scenario. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I will say, I think the Cardinals after the Vikings, which I don't necessarily, like you said, it might be locked. It might be too late for the Vikings now, um, which yeah. is weird. It's so weird that this year it feels so much more locked. I think it's because of COVID that the, it's more separated than ever between the bad teams and the good teams mm-hmm. that there's not many teams like the Vikings that are making, I guess there's the Vikings, the lions and the Patriots that are kind of hanging yeah. in there. That's yeah. about it but it seems like so separated this year because maybe because of COVID, I don't know, but uh, I just don't think there's necessarily a path for them back. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Again, a lot of, a lot's going to have to go right for one of, you know, the Vikings or the lions or the Patriots and a lot's going to have to go wrong for some other teams for them to not make the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm going to say Cardinals are the most interesting team. Mm-hmm. But again, people are talking about them like the dolphins. People are talking about them. I think they're super dynamic. I think if they could get a one seed in the NFC, they could run the table to the Super Bowl. But yeah. I don't really, I don't really see them making a run to the Super Bowl outside of being at home throughout the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that's going to be tough for them to get the one seed there because yeah. I think at worst case the Rams are going to split with the Cardinals, which takes them out of contention for that one seed. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. agree. All right, well that's it for this week. Uh, week eleven NFL picks. Go get your R and R brewing. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>